Have you fallen down the cottage industry rabbit hole yet? Well, if not, buckle up, Alice, and click on over to the description in the show notes and sign up. Then you can get ready for the most fun induction into the cult of all things yarn and fiber. This will include, but not limited to, free yarn, free ebooks, patterns, coupons, and much more. You don't want to miss out. listening to Crime Coffee and Crafts, a podcast featuring two crafty besties who love true crime and a good cup of joe. Hey amateur sleuths, I'm Kristen. And I'm Heidi. And it's fucking early. <laughs> it's early as shit. Early on a Sunday. <laughs> but that's what we get. Oh, yeah. That's what we get for our lives lives it's the only time that we had free so yeah because i gotta go back to work again kristen's like a machine i think i think she might be a robot you guys i want to be a robot i wish i was that'd be so awesome (laughs) i could get so much more done and like not be exhausted yeah Seriously. Yeah. Uh, not be exhausted. Keywords. Holy yeah. shit. It's a big one. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So we're starting early, partly because she has to go to work, partly because I have to take my neighbor to work. So time is of the essence. We're gonna get going. Yeah, we're here. Um, I have brought a historical underrepresented missing person. Okay. Well. Technically, yes, historical. It's not like fucking, you know, mm-hmm. centuries. <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty old. It's okay. been a long time. Yes. And I felt like it was a very important case. Um, Joseph Edwards, uh, black male, missing July 12th, 1964. Mm. from Vidalia, Louisiana. So 1964, there was a lot of civil rights stuff happening. That was a big deal. Um, He was only 25 years old when he went missing. He would be 84 today. Mm -hmm. Um, Five foot to six foot tall. That's a big range. That's huge. Yeah. Weight, 100 to 300 pounds. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, we really know nothing about the man. There's like one picture. I'm pretty sure that's all we've got. Uh, date of birth is unknown. Yeah, and they just say that he was around 21 to 25. The county was Concordia Parish. Um, and it does say possible civil rights case. So, okay. Yeah. Um, he did have possible burn scars on his body from a prior accident. 
So that's something that we. I would feel like that would be significant. Right. But if he is still alive, which I hope he is, I hope he just like left. I'm hoping that, right. I'm hoping that because of the time period and everything, Mm -hmm. that he's just. There wasn't much communication readily available. You know, it wasn't Hopefully, easy. And maybe he out. didn't really know many people and he just walked away and made a a life somewhere else. Yeah. Unfortunately. But sadly, he probably <laughs> We know the area is down there. Sad. To this day. Yeah. To this day, it's still dangerous in a lot of those smaller towns. Mm-hmm. Just going out at night it's dangerous yeah. i know okay so this week i am covering a wild red uh i call it swinging gone wrong oh yes i yeah <laughs> we've had a we've had a few swinging yes. accidents that turn into bad lives yes but before we get there, we have coffee. Coffee. Yay for coffee. And this is um, Maui Oma Coffee Roasting Company. This is the Three Island Blend. And I was not fully prepared for how fucking delicious this coffee was going to be. Oh, my God. Did did Mama Red give it to you? No, my client. This was in the, the oh, it was in pack. The I mean, like package. Me a shit ton of coffee. I was wow, like, wow, that was crap. nice. Yeah, super nice. Um, I was thinking Mama Sin sent it. No, no. Um, but you can get it at mauioma.com and the link will be in the show notes. It's really cute nice. though, because they used a little um for the glottal stop on Oma is a coffee uh-huh. bean. It's a little coffee oh, bean. Oh, that's cute. Oh, cute. Okay. Stick that over there. And then I have a beautiful bat that I made. Oh. It's got little, like, textural things. It is thingies. really pretty, yeah. So those will be, like, little nubs. Uh-huh. Um, and I, this is part of a set of bats that I am spinning up for my friend. Because uh, she loves my my singles my yarn mm-hmm. singles yeah and uh so she can make herself a sweater nice so yes all right to the nitty-gritty trigger warnings swinging parties oh Hold that up. kind of swinging yeah <laughs> yeah I kind of I was totally thinking the like swing set swinging accident yep nope multiple sex partners okay (laughs) i was not prepared cheating and murder oh Oh my oh 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 oh, oh god that itches okay so before i start i need a drink yeah Mm -hmm. it's early drink the coffee oh so good it's so good oh my god okay So this story is a really fucked up look at what can happen when you don't follow the simple rules of swinging. And no, I am not talking about the playset kind of swinging. (laughs) As as we have cleared up. I'm talking about (laughs) sex parties. Um, But before we get into the case today, I want to talk about a few rules of swinging. 
that you yeah, should there follow. Are general, generalized ones, right? Yes. Like, yes. I found some of these rules on tatler.com. <laughs> and I'm pretty fucking sure that my search history is completely fucked. Because. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh. I was like, great. Great. <laughs> um, so the first rule, I didn't include all the rules because there were a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, do not ask if you are better in bed than their spouse or partner. That's yeah, just that's just common decency. Yes. Common decency. Number two, do not complain about your own spouse or partner, especially with reference to his or her, his or her, hers or whore, his or her <laughs> prowess in the bedroom. Yeah. Don't don't talk about. Don't talk about it. Just be about it. It's just rude. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but number three, the most important rule of all, do not fall in love with anyone other than your partner. The whole point is that you guys are mutually sharing yourselves with others. Right. This rule is unfortunately the one rule that was broken in this case. Yeah. So, let's start with Joan. Oh, she sounds very posh and sophisticated. Joan Myrtle Myrtle. Oh, oh boy. Shannon uh, is originally from Rochester, New York. My guesstimate is that she was born in the very late 60s, maybe early 70s, but more than likely late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, she was dealt a pretty crappy hand at life she had really shitty parents who had zero morals at all and at just 12 years old her parents moved away while Joan was at school oh gosh yeah she came home and and left and they were gone yep um so Joan initially moved in with her older sister but that didn't last long I don't know what happened um sisters well yeah she ended up in foster care for the remainder of her youth her youth i can't help it (laughs) i have to say youth now (laughs) um joan graduated from high school and got married fairly quickly but during this marriage um she had two daughters daisy and elizabeth and i love the name daisy yeah that's a nice one it's cute but mm-hmm. she she ended up divorced and on her own. But now she had two small children to care for. Sounds familiar. Yeah. And the last thing Joan wanted was to be like her parents. Yeah. Obviously. Obvi. She was going to get her shit together and support her babies no matter what. So she went to college and got a business degree. Is there a child in the room? No, it's my mother. No, mother. <laughs> okay. In 1990, Joan met a man in a uniform. Oh. She was like, mm. so seductive. The <laughs> uniform. It was an army uniform. <laughs> he was an army major. David Shannon, which is where her last name came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to find her maiden name, but that's not important. It's not, yeah, relevant. 
So David fell in love super quick. And according to his sister in an episode of Snapped that I have not seen yet still, even though it'll be referenced a few times, but it was because of oxygen.com, not Snapped. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, They were soulmates. Oh. So the next year, Joan and David were married and he adopted six-year-old Daisy and four-year-old Elizabeth. Sounds like a good start. Yeah. Sounds like a good guy. Mm -hmm. Um, David was a computer specialist in the army, which, as you probably know, meant the family would move a lot. Yeah. Um, These kids were definitely army brats. Sometime between when Joan and David got married and 2000, they had two sons together. Okay. And... In 2000, they moved to Fort Bragg, which is located in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yep, we lovingly refer to to it as Vietnam. Oh, wow. Dang. (laughs) Yes. Sounds dangerous. (laughs) By this point in time, Daisy and Elizabeth had started acting out, of course, because they were teenagers. Yeah, girls, teenagers. Teenagers are... A handful. I mean, we were we were teenagers back then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the nineties. Kristen yeah. was perfect angel. I was not. I was not perfect, but I was an angel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! Damn it! I hit a button. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so wow. Okay. There we go. So the two daughters were notorious for having parties and getting into trouble. Yeah. As teenagers will do. Right. Um, 15-year-old Elizabeth had actually been expelled for fighting. And uh, Daisy ended up pregnant at 17. Mm. Wild ride. But let's go back to Joan and David. Okay. Joan had quite an appetite for sex um and david enjoyed watching his wife have sex okay he was a lawyer yeah they became a part of the local swingers scene specifically they were members of a group called the fayetteville gangbangers oh oh yeah she she legit was into it that is I'm like exhausted I'm exhausted just thinking about that so um Joan really loved black men which in the swinger world black men are like a treasure because of their you know notorious they're well hung that's it's like a thing okay so (laughs) I, I put living up to the hype I suppose yeah. So unlike the rest of the swingers, though, black men were allowed to come to the swingers parties without a female partner. They could come stay. Oh, because they just wanted to have nope. them there. Yep. They wanted to have them there because it made the whole experience more exciting for everyone. Gotcha. So <clears throat> David actually messaged a man named Jeffrey Wilson. Um, Jeffrey was a black man. He was also in the army. 
David asked Jeffrey if he was interested in having sex with his wife, Joan. <laughs> it's quite a conversation. <laughs> Hi, I just met you. You want to fuck my wife? What? Mm. What? Um, it's not okay. <clears throat> apparently, Jeffrey. For them, like, it's whatever. But... It's not okay with me. No. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't share. Um Jeffrey accepted and was given the information for the next swingers party. And oftentimes these parties were actually held in a motel that had two adjoining rooms. Mm -hmm. One room was just for like mingling, getting to know each other. And the other room was where all the sex would happen. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they took turns. Like everybody was just in there having sex. Yeah. Around each other. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So Jeffrey showed up at this party and Joan, of course, was instantly attracted to him. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. Right. <laughs> so her and another woman approached Jeffrey, making it clear that they were interested in more than just talking. So they both together performed oral sex on him. And then Joan and Jeffrey went to the other room where Jeffrey had sex with Joan while she gave another man oral. Oh my goodness. It's too much. <laughs> I know. And while most of these acts are happening, uh, Joan's husband, David, would watch. And yeah. this ended up being a like regular invitation for Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. So David would go on to invite him to several parties. They began taking turns photographing each other, having sex with Joan. But Joan was falling in love. And yeah. Uh, never goes well. So Joan ended up contacting Jeffrey herself outside oh, of the parties. That broke the rules, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yup. She went ahead and saw him outside of the parties, had sex with him every chance she got. And it didn't matter where they were in the car. She was an infamous. Like yeah. she, she had to get it. Right. Um, she didn't even give a shit, too. She even went as far as to hang out with Jeffrey around her own daughters. Mm. They were literally spending time together as if they were a couple out in public. Wow. She did, did not give and a shit. David, what did, he had and no clue. Dave, David had no idea. Because mm -mm. he was working while they were doing this stuff? Yep. <clears throat> so... Joan even told Jeffrey she loved him and she could see herself being with him. <sighs> Nothing about what he says, but it's all about Right, him. yeah. So now it's 2002. Joan's daughter, Elizabeth, overheard Joan talking to Jeffrey on the phone and she said she wished one of David's many flights that he went on would just go down. Mm. Yep. No, no, no. You don't wish you don't wish that on a good man like that. That on, on anyone. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah. no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, you didn't want to be with your husband anymore. But fucking leave him. Leave him. Just let him live. Fuck it up. Like, yeah. So Elizabeth, the older daughter, later testified. No, the younger daughter. Is Elizabeth the younger one? I'm so confused. Yeah, she's the younger one. 
So Elizabeth later testified that her mother had attempted to poison David several times in a short period of time during April and May of that same year. Jeez, she, yeah, she stated that Joan had asked her other daughter, Daisy, if she knew where she could get some date rape drugs to use on David. You, you, you just asked your child this. Yeah. The, the man who adopted them and raised them as their own. Yep. As his own. Yep. Oh, where can I get some drugs to poison daddy? Uh-huh. Yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Now, obviously, Joan was completely off the rails by this point. Um, she yeah. asked Elizabeth if she knew anyone who would shoot David. Holy heck. <clears throat> yeah. Joan believed her only way out of the marriage was if David died. She said that she couldn't afford to just leave him. Oh my gosh. Right? Now, the extra sad part of this whole thing is that Joan wasn't the only one who was married and whose partner didn't know that there was an affair happening. Did Jeffrey? Jeffrey was also married. married. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. His wife had no clue he was going to swinging parties or anything. And not only that, wow. those love feelings were not mutual. Yeah, he was just there was for just the party. Rocks off. Yeah. I mean, and trying to make her love him so she would, quote, co sign for his new motorcycle. Oh, dude. And it was obviously working. Well, so, yeah, she was so good enamored. And- yeah so disturbing sometime during their affair david did end up having a feeling that there was more to jeffrey and joan's relationship i think deep down he just knew and he was staying in denial about it for a while Well, no he he told them that they had to cut off all contact but something along those lines oh okay so um So anyway, Elizabeth actually began helping her mother and she did ask her friend, Anthony Jones, if he could get her a gun, but he was smart and refused. Yeah. Elizabeth then asked Donald White if he would kill David for a payout and Donald also refused. Oh, at least we got a few good men. Right. (laughs) In this Vietnam world. Right. So Joan started really laying on the pressure for Elizabeth to kill David herself. And at this point, Joan showed Elizabeth David's gun, loaded it for her, and showed her how to use it. What? I'm I'm riddled with... Best Mom Award, definitely not going there. I hope she doesn't have like a mug that says world's greatest mother or something. I don't know. Something like this. Exactly. Yeah. Best mom (laughs) in the galaxy. See, (laughs) at least you actually like hold up to that. Haley made me a paper rose bouquet. That is the sweetest, (laughs) sweetest thing ever. I have sweet kids. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Joan then left the loaded gun with extra ammo and a pair of surgical gloves in Elizabeth's bedroom in a drawer. And 
it didn't take long for Elizabeth to mull this idea over either. Apparently, Elizabeth was just a sh- I mean, not a good fucking rough. Uh, yeah, I guess <clears throat> so. <laughs> the very next day, she told her mom she would do it herself. And uh, this was July 22nd, 2002. Where were you? I was 21. I was 20. I was working for the Gemological Institute of America. Oh, yeah, you were. (laughs) But you guys didn't know that about Kristen. (laughs) I weighed and measured diamonds (laughs) and inscribed them with a laser. So cool. Um, So this would be the night of David's demise. No, we're David. So I found this info to be quite odd. Elizabeth actually had a friend staying over that night. She was plotting murder on her dad. And had a friend stay over. And had a friend stay the night. Mm-hmm. This friend How was old named- was she by this time? 15. Oh my goodness gracious. Right? Yeah. Vera Thompson was the friend. So around 11 p.m., Joan went into Elizabeth's bedroom and told her that she and David were going to bed. Just before 3 a.m. on, uh, you know, obviously it's the next day. Yeah. Elizabeth followed her mother's instructions. She put on the surgical gloves, layered an extra pair of clothes on top of her other clothes. She snuck into her parents' bedroom where they were both lying in bed, then shot her dad in the head now david began breathing pretty strangely as one would when they're actively dying yeah he probably was agonal breathing where it's like you know like girl like not controlled it's very like yeah there's no rhythm Mm -hmm. so elizabeth believed he wasn't dead yet so she actually shot him in the chest just to make sure just getting that job done. Mm-hmm. Now, after Elizabeth fired the second shot, Joan grabbed the phone, asked Elizabeth and Vera to get rid of the gun, and then, according to Elizabeth, stated, quote, I need to think of something to cry about. Oh, wow. She did not care about her husband at all. She like, didn't care about anybody one, but herself. Yeah, not one bit. She didn't care about what that would do her to her child. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? <clears throat> um, so she dialed 911 and was heard sobbing as she told the operator that someone broke into her home and shot her husband. And she really put on a show. Like, yeah, she sounds like she would be a type two. Yeah. Really lay it on thick. The call is chilling, to say the least. I mean, she was a great performer. Mm. She did the damn thing. But her story really wasn't adding up. Right. Um, or wouldn't end up adding up. Yeah. We don't know yet. So Officers responded to Jones 911 call at 3.07 a.m. And it is now July 23rd, 2002, which is actually Ben's birthday. 
and my brothers oh, and God, Meadows. Yes. Oh my God, so <laughs> many people we know. It's it's a date. It's, it's a, a day. Leo world. <laughs> we love you, Leos. We do. Uh, they're wild. <laughs> All right. So Officer Godbold, that is a name. That is white. That is quite a name. <laughs> you said that is white. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, words are hard. Word, words are hard. So Officer Godbold arrived to the scene and Joan was crying and telling him her husband had been shot, but that she didn't know who did it. Which honestly, like when your husband has been shot, if you really don't know who did it, you're not going to be like in shock. I don't know. Screaming, who, but who, I don't know who did it. Yeah. You're going to be no. like, oh my God, my husband's dead. Like, what? yeah, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why, why are you trying to drive that information home? What's the deal? So obviously that was like eh, a little weird. Yeah. Officer Godbold and Sar- Sergeant Oates entered the home. They found the two sons still asleep in their bedroom. Like, impressive. But I don't know if you have, like, the men around you are heavy sleepers, but all of them are that I know. They could sleep through anything. Ben slept through, like, earthquakes and all kinds of stuff when we were in California. It's quite funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if David is sleeping, sleeping, <clears throat> it's hard to wake them up. It's hard, but he's a, he's like me. He doesn't, yeah. he struggles with sleep too. I'm a fucking light sleeper. I can't, everything wakes me up. Yeah. Maybe they were sleeping with earplugs like I do. Mm. Anything's possible. Mm. So Elizabeth and her friend Vera were just hanging out, listening to music. Oh, where are they now? Just chilling. What they do with the gun and the bloody clothes? Don't know. So the officers proceeded on to the master bedroom where they located David's body. He was lying in his bed naked, covered halfway with a sheet. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of blood. Everything. Oh, I'm sure. And he was shot in the head, so probably brain matter as well. I was just about to get to that. Not oh, just sorry. blood, but also brains. Disgusting. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering what kind of teenage monster you'd have to be to stay calm, cool, and collected after shooting your own dad and getting covered in his brain matter and blood. Just wondering. Um, the daughter of Joan. Yeah. The and then just- daughter of a woman who doesn't care about anyone either yeah she just like going and sitting down listening to music like no big deal all of these people are fucking monsters basically um officer officer godbold went to elizabeth and informed her that her father had been shot and her response was was quite literally nothing short of evil all she said was quote did he die Oh, very calmly. But did you die? Yes. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Yes. Mm-hmm. You shot him in the head. <clears throat> what the fuck and did the you chest? Think was gonna happen? What did you think? Like, 
you can't come back from that yeah so during the crime scene processing inside the home officers found three different firearms in the master bedroom but none of them were the gun used to murder david why'd they have so many guns i mean we have a lot of guns but north carolina Um, he's an army guy of course he has a lot of guns well yeah silly question Kristen. Sorry, every, sorry. Every military guy we know <laughs> has a lot of guns, I'm sure. They just maybe don't talk about it a lot. But there are some who do talk about it a lot. And those are the ones you worry about. Those are the ones I'm not friends with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where was I? Well, shit. All right. They also found some sex, sex toys, different lubes, condoms, porn magazines, and videos in the house um which you know some of that is pretty normal but then they found david's personal collection of photos that he had taken at the sex parties oh yeah there were a lot of photos with joan and different men yeah sometimes all at once Mm. yeah there were quite a few with her and jeffrey and I don't want to kink shame anyone, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't share. And this (laughs) all sounds fucking exhausting. Anyway, I think from those photos of her and Jeffrey (laughs) alone, they could see that there was more to their relationship than just sex. Gotcha. Um, and some of these photos actually did get used during trial. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you got to come up with motive. And mm-hmm. that's clear-cut motive on Joan's part. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> got to get rid of the got to get rid of the wonderful <laughs> kind awesome loving husband I have because right? I've fallen for this dude who doesn't even like me. She has no clue. She's so fucking oblivious. Uh. Now, upon further investigation, officers found that David had several life insurance policies that totaled over $700,000. Wow. And... And did he take them out or did his wife? They were, they were his. Question. Yeah, they were just So he, uh, they were his policies <clears throat> that he took out. Probably because he was military. I mean. And, and he had children. Yes. Um, I, I know the day I became a cop, I made a living trust and will and made Absolutely. sure that I had everything lined up because it's the work. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta take care of my kiddos. Top that off with, as you probably realized already, his wife, Joan, was the sole beneficiary of all of these policies. Oh, of course. Plus, David was still active military, which would mean that Joan and their under underage children would be the beneficiaries of monthly benefits from the military if David died. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Obviously, the police had a person of interest. Yeah. There's a lot of money on clear the line. Cut, clear cut. Clear yeah. cut. Yeah. My grandfather always said, follow the money. Always follow the money. Fucking people are greedy. I don't care how 
my family would never act like that. Yes, they will. Yeah. They will always act like that because people are greedy assholes. Yeah. That's the reality. I don't fucking want anything. Yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to get a fucking little bit of money to put away, but like, I don't fucking need it. I don't want it. That's not mm-hmm. enough reason for somebody to die. No, never. Ever. God, mm-hmm. people are fucking terrible. Oh, anyway, so obviously police had to question everybody who was in the house that night. Of course. And, of you know, of course, other people that David and Joan knew because they need to know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. They did end up interviewing Jeffrey and they quickly decided he wasn't even on their radar at all as being involved in this murder. Yeah. He was very clear on his intentions with Joan to the police. So that's good. Yeah. Detective Mike Murphy had the job of interviewing Vera Thompson, the friend that stayed the night. Oh, yes. How Vera couldn't keep what she knew a secret for very long, she did end up cracking and telling the detective everything she knew. Yeah, I mean, he's fifteen, probably too. You're you're a teenager. You've got you're a not lot as of... fucking badass as you think you are. No, well, no. and she probably didn't even want to be a part of it. Like I she mean, probably, maybe she did. I don't know. well, maybe that's but... why she stayed the night. She's like, yeah. I want to watch this show. You know, like this is the show I want to watch. Yeah. Real life murder. Traumatic. Yeah. If she didn't want to be involved in that, like that's real traumatic. Yeah. That's scary. Well, and I mean, to be quite honest, it sounds like Elizabeth was probably one of those bully peer pressure types to be like, you have to be here as my alibi or some shit, some cockamamie story. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. If she was impressionable enough, she would have just. Yeah. But good for her for telling the truth. And all of this happened super quick. July 30th. Oh, seven days. A week later. Yeah. Police arrested Joan Shannon. But Elizabeth was not at the house. Did she take off? She was found and arrested a couple of days later, hiding at some friend's trailer or some shit. Um, Both of them were charged. North Carolina, there's a lot. I mean, there's trailers everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cheap way to live. Cheaper Mm -hmm. way to live. Cheaper. Yes. 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 early (laughs) so both of them were charged with conspiracy to commit murder and first degree murder and elizabeth as i said was only 15 years old 15 what the actual fuck now of course it doesn't really matter how tough a person thinks they are especially a 15 year old go to jail and prison when police fun. start interrogating you, mm-hmm. y- you're not that tough kid anymore. No. It I'm breaks sure she cracked. <laughs> yeah, it's not so simple to tell a lie. It's not simple getting up at a fucking, in a courthouse and speaking to a bunch of people either. That's nope. fucking scary. Yep. <clears throat> and you have to be able to back up your story. You can't just tell a lie and if you, they're going to take your fucking word for it. Yeah. If you have a story with holes in it, especially, it's going to fall apart right yeah. in front of you. 
Unfortunately, <clears throat> Elizabeth broke down and told police what she knew. Not only that, she included information on why her mom wanted David dead. Those insurance policies, military benefits, and so she could be with Jeffrey. Jeff. Oh, my soulmate. Am I like me? <laughs> this was just confirming what the authorities were already suspecting anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and the DA actually ended up offering Elizabeth a deal. She would get a reduced sentence if she testified against her mom. Which I did. personally, I mean, yeah. It would be another three years before Jones' trial began. August, August 5th of 2005. They held that case long. <clears throat> well, I mean, they were probably just trying to get everything like squared away yeah no and the prosecution had their star witness joan's daughter elizabeth who was now there's nothing about daisy and nope she didn't have anything to do with it i think she may have already moved out of the house because she was older oh no she was 17 at the time probably Hmm. but I mean, she got pregnant at 17. I don't know. Oh, that's Maybe. right. That's right. Maybe she she was, did okay. move out. She probably was out. Yeah. <clears throat> so she, of course, spilled the beans about how her mom pressured her into killing her dad in full detail. Ooh. Hmm. And as I said earlier, Joan and David's sex life was crucial to this case. Thankfully, Joan didn't take the stand in her own defense because honestly, that's never really a good idea. It's, no, nor it, is it good it, to represent yourself. No, don't be that kind of person. Mm-mm. Oh, God, don't be that. Oh, God. Everybody who represents themselves ends up in prison. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just not smart business. Yeah. Joan was found guilty on all counts. She received a life sentence without the possibility of parole which I 150% agree with. This yeah. bitch is crazy. That was brutal. <clears throat> a poor man. Yeah. And Elizabeth's deal was that she would serve a maximum of 31 and a half years. I know. They always oh. throw like an and a half or a quarter in, yeah. and it's really funny. Well, when they do sentencing out here, it's in months. <clears throat> right. So, okay. Probably, that makes it sense. It probably was like, the months crazy amount of months yeah okay so now here's the kicker for me david's entire family stands by joan claiming she is innocent and that elizabeth was just a pure evil child what so was joan actually plotting to kill her husband all all signs point to yes right but we don't really know for sure, I guess. I mean, Elizabeth was, she was a troubled child. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. So 50-year-old Joan Shannon is incarcerated in Troy, North, North Carolina mm-hmm. at the Southern Correctional Institution. Mm-hmm. And she is, from what I read, a perfect in- inmate. She's just quietly serving her time. No trouble. Okay. Well, Elizabeth, on the other hand, she is now 30 years old and is incarcerated at the North Carolina Correctional Institution for Women. 
her earliest possible release. Been there a thousand times. I know. I was thinking, (laughs) this has probably been there quite a few times. Um, Her earliest possible release is 2029. But she has been anything but good. Mm. She has had 30 plus offenses since she was locked up. Yeah. Ranging from theft to sex acts to fighting. The whole, the whole yeah. nine, the whole getting caboodled. She does yeah. it all. So that's it. That's my case. It's all I got. Wow. The and links, sources are all in the show notes. In 2029, if she's that's released. not that far away. <laughs> I might have to deal with her. Oh my God. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. (laughs) Not at this moment, because I don't. I don't know the future. (laughs) Dang. But I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves to come to southeastern North Carolina. So that's interesting. I mean, it's probably nicer weather. It's well, yeah. Yeah. It's a tourist trap down that, there. That is very true. All right. So anyway, um, there's no link for this source, but I'm going to say it right now. There's a show on Discovery Plus called Scorned Love Kills. You should go Ooh, watch it. Sounds very dramatic. This was season one, episode one. It like auto played and I was like, oh, my God. anyway go watch it if you want love it love it all right until next time for now thanks for listening to crime coffee and crafts if you love our podcast please rate and review us on apple podcasts this helps us more than you know if you really love us and want to support us Go to our website at www.crimecoffeeandcrafts.com. From there, you can join our Patreon, shop our merch, and find us on social media.